Hello, and welcome to Theologically Analytical. Hey, it's been a minute since I have um, done any talking, um, in this format at least. Um, We're in the midst of a whole pandemic. Imagine um, months ago when I did my last broadcast, I felt like my life was just so busy and so much hustle and bustle. Um, Just felt like my energy and my focus was going in so many different directions that it just wasn't clear to me to hone in on anything. Um, Just felt really shattered if I can use that word. And suddenly everything literally, literally kind of takes a pause in this shelter in place. There's a whole pandemic. And um, initially it didn't seem like it was going to affect a lot of areas like it did um, New York and some other major areas. And now it's kind of trickling into some of the smaller cities and so now I am in a city that is having a increase daily of uh, verified cases of the coronavirus not to mention um, with the current events um, the uh, the death of George Floyd and all of the issues surrounding uh, police uh, brutality and inappropriate um, measures in detaining uh, or restraining, um, apprehending, however you would like to put it. It's a lot of things that are going on simultaneously. And then now um, there's this whole thing of a Saharan dust storm. Uh, Very interesting the way things are going right now. I, I would say this, I have been amazed at how few of the sermons that I've heard during this um, pandemic and shutdown have even mentioned uh, revelations and plagues and um, social issues from from a biblical theological stance. Um, I think revelations is hard to tackle, and that's not my topic today. But I I'm I I won't say I'm a fan of revelations, but I really do like revelations just partly because it's one of those um, portions of text that show us the um, events in eternity as well as the events that are locked inside this component that we understand as time, which has its limitations of a beginning and an end, whereas eternity is outside of that. So in Revelations, we kind of see John's visions going back and forth between the things that are going to be spiritual and natural, and then this other spirit realm that is, um, as we would define it, eternity. That's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. Today, I just wanted to come to you for a few minutes and talk about um, cured. Um, In John 5, the question is asked, will you be made whole? Will thou be made whole? And the scenario 
um, is of those waiting by the pool of Bethesda, waiting for the angel to trouble the waters so that healing and wholeness can take place. But in this context, it's only for the one who gets in the water first. And so all of these people with issues have congregated, if you will, they have become this community of faith, this church of people who are waiting for something to happen. And only one person gets in the water while it's stirring to be made whole. And then the rest sit to wait till the next time the angel troubles the waters. That's the interpretation that we get from what's written in the text. And so we have this man who is there by the pool and he's asked the question, Will you be made whole? And he explains his situation. He explains the dynamics of how this component of deliverance and healing and being cured has to happen. But the question still stands. Will you be made whole? Not circumstantially, not based on someone else's interpretation or defined rules of how your healing and wholeness can take place, but just will you be made whole? And during this pandemic, I see so many people that are struggling with things they were struggling with before the pandemic, before the shelter in place and the quarantine and the, you know, all of the new rules about going into grocery stores, you have to wear a mask and opening back up and business and economics and finances. And there's so many layers to how people are managing this situation because of the pandemic. But in the midst of that, it's like a zit. It's bringing a lot of the unhealthy stuff to the surface. Things that we were so busy so preoccupied with other activities and events and things to do that we never really addressed the problems of prevention, of preventing these toxic things to build up and fester in our lives. A little different from the man by the pool of Bethesda. His ailment was, was predominantly, as it's given to us in the text, one of physical limitations but i also want to defend that and say a lot of times with physical limitations there are also some things that are going on in our thought patterns in our belief systems and the way we function and behave are just representations they mirror what's going on inside of us that thing that's festering within our spiritual self and our soul that needs to be cured, that needs to be healed. So a lot of times when we look at people that need to be delivered, that need to be cured, that need to be healed, we're just seeing the representation, the way they're walking in their brokenness, if you will. But will you be made whole is the question. Are you willing to give up what you've become comfortable living like? Are you willing to let go of what has given you a sense of identity, 
You have become your brokenness. You have become your unhealed places. Deliverance is, is, is a very um, dominant concept in the Pentecostal church. And, and bear with me because I was raised in Pentecostal holiness. And so it, it's, it's a sense of very similar to the, to the full pool of Bethesda where you wait for this move of the spirit. You wait for this moment when the spirit of God, when the Holy Ghost has made its presence known and something miraculous happens. It's built into the Pentecostal culture, this expectation that God is moving and God will do miraculous things. So here's the flip side of that. It teaches us, most of us who were raised in the Pentecostal church, and and I don't limit it to the, the move of God to the Pentecostal church, but I use that because that's my frame. But I would dare say it, it falls across those who wait for, for the spirit of God to move of any reformation or, or um, Christian faith group that understand the work of the pneuma, the spirit of God, that, that there is this inclination to wait for it, to, to expect something to happen. As a matter of fact, I, I grew up going to prayer and tarry services, which were just about that. It was about honing in and waiting for God to break situations, break yokes and change circumstances and heal bodies and deliver from situations and physical ailments and mental ailments and you name it, God can do it. We waited for it. We expected, we prayed and we believed for it. But what happens in John 5 is a shift in the paradigm. It's actually several shifts in in the paradigm, but I want to stick to to just focusing in on one, maybe two, if you'll allow me that. And that is to say that maybe we've been waiting and it's already available to be healed, to be delivered, to be set free. The cure is available. Just will you have it in your life? I, I, I say that because I see so many people that want to push back and, and put it back on, on God or on the Holy Spirit. Well, God hasn't done it yet. God hasn't. But the question comes back to the man who's laying there by the pool, who lays out the circumstance. And he says, these are the dynamics that I have to work with. And the challenge comes to him. But will you be made whole? Do you want to be different than how you are right now? In that moment, it becomes his to own or disown. I see a lot of people sitting in church with brokenness, with unhealed places. They they attend church. They're in church regularly, but they're broken. And they're waiting for something to happen. But the challenge becomes, will you receive the cure? The cure is available. The cure has been available, as a matter of fact, 
we know that because Jesus died on the cross. The cure is available. For what has been the broken places. But what scares us is change. What scares us is the obligation to do and to be different than what we were. Accountability. You're accountability. You're accountable for being delivered. They they used to say in the church, you, you know, when, when I was coming up and, and, and people would get up and testify, oh, they, they boasted in it. They bragged in it. I don't walk the way I used to. I don't talk the way I used to talk. I don't live the way I used to live. Oh, yeah, yeah. When, when something happens and your situation is cured, you have to change the way you function. And just maybe that is the more daunting thought than the actual thought of being cured, being made whole, is that you have to be different. You have to be... You have to be ready to be made whole. You have to own wholeness. Just the same way as you own your brokenness, you have to own being whole. You have to commit to say, I won't go back to the thing that broke me. I won't live in that broken space anymore. To be made whole may seem more frightening than to stay broken. That's why people struggle with being delivered. That's why people struggle with changes in their life because, oh, I've gotten accustomed to this. I know what to expect from this. Never mind being able to, to, to say, eyes have not seen nor ears heard the things that God has prepared. Maybe there's more, there's better. There's a blessing in the life that has been changed. So will you be whole? Will you be cured? Do you want to be different? I heard I heard the church mother say that, that if for a lot of people this doesn't happen, well, until they get sick and tired of being sick and tired. I think there might be some validity to that because there, there's some very similar kinds of thoughts um, in those organizations that work with those with addictions and, and other um, toxic and unhealthy lifestyle habits that, that you know, they're trying to overcome. There, there's this space that says you, you got to get tired of being in that place before you're really ready to, to be open and receptive to something different. So this man who's laying by the pool may be just as much as the fact that the healing and wholeness was available to him was the question that laid at him. Are you ready to be 
different. Because as a matter of fact, if we follow this thought through, when we go and we see how he's responded to in the temple and there's all of these dynamics playing out, and then it comes back to him again and says, you know what, be cured. You, you, you don't have to be this way. You don't have to. Now, he's already taken up his bed. He's already walking. But somehow, because of all of the voices around him and all of the, the, the opinions and, and thought processes and, and even theological perspectives that are coming at him, he has to be told again, be cured. Be made whole. It was already done. But he had to live it. He had to live like it. There's no more going back to the pool and laying there. There's no more being comfortable with your friends over there by the pool that, you know, you all sit there and, and, and trade stories of how long you've been laying there and how long you've been waiting and, 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 you know, why somebody else beat you getting in the water that one time when you almost got in there. Oh, no, 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 no. Those are, those are, those are gone now. Those are memories. They, they're valid. They're true. But now the newness of life, you're off the bed, you're walking, you're whole. Will you be made whole? I, I would invite you to take those things that are stressing you, that that are daunting for you in, in all of this, let's return to normalcy that, that we keep hearing about in this pandemic. But I wanna challenge you, maybe we don't need to go back to being normal. Maybe we need to be made whole. Maybe we need to be healed and delivered. Maybe this is the opportunity. This is the space for you to never go back to those broken things and places in your life and to walk in God's cure. The love of Jesus Christ is available to you and it reaches every area of your life. It is available if you want to be cured. Thank you for listening. Thank you for allowing me to share with you today. I hope that wherever you are during this pandemic, um, and even if you listening to this long after the pandemic, that you are healthy and well, safe and fed. And even in the midst of that, I wanna invite you to be cured. Let God have those broken pieces trade them in for what God has for you, for the blessing that God has for your life, which is to be made whole. Have a wonderful day. 